Welcome to Good Faith Reads. I'm your host, Cliff Vaughn, the media producer at Good Faith Media. Good Faith Reads is a short podcast released twice a month in which we focus on one of our book authors at Good Faith Media. We've published more than 100 titles under our Nurturing Faith book imprint, and we invite you to check them out at goodfaithmedia.org bookstore. That's goodfaithmedia.org bookstore. Today's guest is Jim Qualls of Jim Qualls Health and Fitness, LLC. Jim is also the author of the new book, Take Care of Yourself, Essays for Life. He's joining us remotely from Peachtree City, Georgia. Jim, welcome to the podcast. Hello. I've read, Good to be here. Well, we're, thanks for joining us. Now, I've read the book, and I have to say that a line that jumped out to me was, life is too short for mediocre hamburgers. So you've eaten your fair share of uh, cheeseburgers, and I hope they've been good ones. But tell our listeners, why were you even talking about cheeseburgers? Or to put it another way, tell us in one or two sentences, if you could, what's the book about? The book is about taking care of yourself across all the aspects of life, not just the physical. I joke with some people that if you if you just can't be into push-ups and eating right, just skip chapter one. But then all the other chapters are you know, emotional, relational, spiritual uh, your your stuff, um, the the natural world is a big deal to me, and so that's the whole chapter there. Uh, it's also about there's a chapter about your world, the people around you, or as we say at our church, uh, walking circumspectly in the world, how, how to see who's around you. So it's about that. Uh, yeah, there's there's some talk about cheeseburgers in the beginning because I grew up. In addition to growing up on a farm, I grew up in a country store, and I quickly became a junk food junkie to the point that uh, our uh, pediatrician waved his finger at us one day and said, you boys have got to do something. But I have uh, gone throughout life and continuing today, I have a love of good cheeseburgers. But yeah, life is too short for for a bad one. (laughs) And uh, since I don't get them every day now, uh, let's make it good. That's right. Make it count. You you actually referenced how the book, it's called Take, Taking Care of Yourself, but it really covers a lot of ground. And we'll come back more about the really the breadth of topics that you cover, all of which figure into taking care of yourself. Um, but let's yes. talk about, um, was there a critical life experience that that prompted you to write the book? Tell, tell listeners about kind of the impetus of the book. The, the idea for the book, the concept for the book, and even the initial chapter outlines were already there uh, due to my dealing with a lot of people, uh, even early on in my life, even in my 20s. Well, to go back to the pediatrician statement, but then in my 20s, uh, some people near and dear to me with heart attacks and cancer. But uh, then I began, because I was, as a detail in the book, it's, it's kind of humorous, I was not an athlete. I still am, really am not. Uh, someone told me, and I talk about this in the book, that I was the worst waste of six feet that ever graduated from Roswell High School. And uh, that did not bother me one bit because I was having fun doing other stuff. But uh, so in adulthood, I took on taking care of myself physically as well. And so increasingly through the years, that has grown and increased. And thankfully at 58, I'm in the best shape ever uh, because of the practice of head. But the, the outline, it was just an outline. But what gave me time was the unfortunate fact of having cancer, being diagnosed with that out of the blue seemingly in 2017. I had no symptoms. It was found during a, a routine exam. And um, then all the fun started, eight rounds of chemo and stem cell replacement and all that stuff. 
and then to thankfully be fully recovered. So during the long recovery time and quarantine time, that this is pre-pandemic, I had four months of had to stay to myself. If anybody looked at me wrong, it could have been bad news. And um, so during that time was when I, the bulk of the book got written because I had some time on my hands. You you know you referenced the fact that all of the, these episodes happened really pre-pandemic, and then you, we'll, we'll talk more about the writing process in just a few moments. But as I was reading the book, it really seems well timed, if you will, to pandemic life, if we want to call mm-hmm. it that. Uh, you know, change is afoot for everyone. Some of it forced, some of it perhaps more freely embraced, but people are reckoning with change. And your book is really about positive change. You know, at one point you said, don't let sarcasm and bitter Mm -hmm. and prejudice um, say that everything's going downhill. Now, of course, there's things that need to be fixed, as you point out, but some things are better, um, even though there's plenty of bad news. So I'm wondering, how do you stay positive amid the bad news? Uh, I love it. You had a line. You said, bad days come, but we don't need to live them twice. I love that. But talk about your what keeps you positive. Well, thank you. Um, you know, I, I was 55 when I was diagnosed. I'm 58 now. Uh, I've had a lot of life experience, uh, good and bad. Thankfully, I think I had learned well from that. And I had seen a lot of people die slow death, boiling in their own juices, as I kind of say it in the book. And I knew way, way back that I didn't want to be that guy. And um, so that fueled a lot of my perspective. So the day that I came home from the hospital, I mean, from the diagnosis, when I was given that diagnosis, shock. We had no inkling. that We didn't know anything was even wrong. And when my wife and I were discussing it, and I said, now, I'm not trying to be strong or heroic here, but uh, two things. First of all, I'm glad I've got a good prognosis. They say I'm going to be in remission in six months, and even though it's going to be tough, uh, we'll get there. And so that's good to go on. I'll, I'm going to take that. But if they're wrong, I have so much to be thankful for. I am vividly aware of that. That thankfulness and awareness of that has only grown in me during and since the time of recovery. But the other thing I told her then was, because I've done my share of overthinking in the past, and a lot of us do that. And, you know, I guess you could say you would expect that you would worry some with a diagnosis like that. And and there were times, but I told, I made a, I just just popped in my head. I said, I am not going to preload my bad days. I'm just going to have them one time. When they come, they come. And sit and dread them and I I surprised myself at how well I did that I did exactly that well that was another line that jumped out about not going to preload the bad days which is another helpful way of thinking about it and I I think that's got to be harder to do you know easier said than done I suppose but that was uh, really some terrific writing in the book we'll be right back in 15 seconds with more of Good Faith Reads and Jim Qualls Good Faith Media, producer of this podcast, strives to be a leading resource for people of faith working for justice. 
Check out our news and opinion, videos and podcast, publishing and experiences at goodfaithmedia.org. We're joined remotely by Jim Qualls, author of the Good Faith Media book, Take Care of Yourself, Essays for Life. I'm Cliff Vaughn, media producer at Good Faith Media. Jim, could you tell us about your writing process? Did you set weekly goals or give yourself daily word count mandates? Did you ever face writer's block? Just talk a little bit about process and actually writing the book. Well, I, I do have, not just this book was in my head, but I have, I think, three or four, maybe more, that are there. And they've all started as an outline. And for me, the way my brain works and different people work in different ways, uh, for me, the way my brain works, it was a matter of, of an initial outline, which became the chapters. Take care of your body. Take care of your mind, spirit, and emotions. Take care of your relationships. Uh, take care of your community. Take care of your things. Take care of your world. Take care of your time and interests. And then those, you just expanded on that theme with, you know, subtitles under that basically came next. And then just filling it all in and a lot of stories that are, that kind of, to me, I think cemented all. Uh, that that talk about those very very those very things, and for me it just kind of flowed, and I don't really remember having any writer's block. Now, when you're getting over chemo, you have a lot of things. <laughs> so, <laughs> but uh, and also when you're stuck at home for four months, which was a big chunk of the writing time, uh, and you're down to reruns of to tell the truth from 1963, <laughs> you need something to do. You. You cover a lot of ground, really, in less than 200 pages. We've already talked about cheeseburgers, there's hamster bikes, there's Wild Kingdom. You're really interested in a lot of things, which makes sense. Uh, I mean, you have to be if you're interested in a holistic approach to life. But speaking of breadth, you have a section of the book in which you talk about working with all types of people. And that really jumped out at me as we talk about divisions within our culture and ways in which those divisions creep into personal life, uh, and you've worked mm-hmm. in various uh, professional capacities, uh, fitness expert, automotive industry, church work, real estate, uh, but how do you connect taking care of yourself to working with different types of people? Hey, I think it's maybe harder than ever. I tell this to my daughters who are on either side of 30. Uh, it, it's a tough day, and I hear this from so many people. But what I think is the theme in my book and also the theme in my life is you got to know who you are. We, <laughs> they grew up watching Disney's uh, The Lion King. And it was always a joke in our house when I would try to uh, make an impression of, of uh, you know, James Earl Jones, you know, speaking as the father, you know, and I have, I don't have that kind of voice. So my daughters would always tease me. But then the character that would come up was Rafiki. And I mentioned this in the book. I talk about how Rafiki, I would always say, uh, you don't even know who you are. And uh, it was something like that, you know. And that has become a uh, fixation point for me is remembering who I am. Uh, there's times I and probably many of us have experienced insults, toxic people, people who would chew you up and spit you out if you let them. And I had to remember who I am and my own self-worth. I also had to know who I was. 
yeah, I've had to adapt and and um, respond to the cards that have been dealt me in life, or the things the the uh, I guess the factors that have arisen in life, and so that has led to a varied career. My dad did a similar had a similar way of doing. He adapted, and adaptability has helped me. And I think in our time, it's going to help a lot of us if we can have it. Part of, of that is knowing who I am and who I am never changed other than I grew, but I didn't have to, it was like changing pants for me to go from really from one career to another when I had to adapt. And I never struggled with that. There was never any depression about that, uh, grief about that really. It was like, okay, here we go. An important note to all of our listeners, we at Good Faith Media are always accepting book proposals. Our authors engage with an experienced team of editors, designers, and marketers to produce and sell books on a variety of topics. If you have a book proposal you'd like to run by us, head on over to goodfaithmedia.org bookstore for more information. That's goodfaithmedia.org bookstore. Jim, I wonder if you might read for us a sentence or two, a passage from the book that you think is critical for listeners to hear, either because it's representative of the book or because you think it's especially important for folks to hear right now. That was an easy request. And uh, in my book, before each chapter, we we made a theme that basically is a, a line or a quote from the book. And although this one is at the end, it's from earlier in the book. It's my favorite line of the whole book. It's just one sentence, basically. What you enter this world with and what you leave this world with are the same, except for who you love, the memories you enjoy, the contributions you make, and the character you become. And that pretty much sums it all up when you start talking about taking care of yourself And I think living in a vibrant and healthy way that is multidimensional because we need to be. Yeah. Lovely words, Jim. And as I said earlier, the book is, even though written really pre-pandemic, it's certainly suitable to our times now. It also struck me as being, uh, honestly, the kind of thing you would want to give a a graduate. Uh, And I know people aren't necessarily thinking about graduation right now, but as I read it, I thought, you know, this is Essays for Life. It really is something that I think would be a good tool, a good gift for younger people graduating high school, graduating college, for them to really be thinking about the things you've said, the memories, the love, the character. Our guest today on Good Faith Reads has been Jim Qualls, author of Taking Care of Yourself, Essays for Life. The book, along with more than 100 other titles, is available as both a print book and ebook at goodfaithmedia.org slash bookstore. Jim, we really appreciate you being our guest today. Thank you. I enjoyed it.